Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Welcome, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today. It's always a pleasure to have you with me. Uh, you know, my uh, we talk a lot about a lot of different strategies here at Exacoach Radio, and it's always a pleasure when we can have a guest come on and talk about how you can build your dynasty, how you can build up your your personal wealth on your way to your exit, and and really have an effective exit, which is what this show is all about. So my next guest is going to talk about that. Her name is Molly Grubb, and she's with Grubb Wealth in Columbus, Ohio. And I'll just bring her on, and we'll get into it. Molly, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm super excited to be here, and I really hope to add some tremendous value to your audience there, Bill. Well, I'm sure you will. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Molly, before we get into uh, discussing, uh, you know, building your dynasty and, uh, and building your wealth and the value of your business on your way to exit, um, tell us a little bit about you and your background. Sure. Well, you know, I was, you know, my first money memory was when I was blessed by someone that took the time to build up his dynasty and was able to take our family that was going to lose our home. We were going to lose all six of us kids were going to be split up because my sister was miraculously healed from this horrible disease that, you know, one in a million survivor, but the insurance defaulted on us and we were going to lose everything. And he came in and bought our house back, took us to Disney World in his private jet. I mean, it was just, a miraculous story. So that, you know, happened at a very impressionable age for me, and it guided my path to want to be able to empower others to be able to do the same thing. And I started with my background is, I, you know, I was an actuary for a number of years and just saw how my family, when they went to exit their, their business, that even though it was wildly successful and built it up from nothing to be a multi-million dollar company, they kept their, their success was the reason why they failed. They ended up using the people they knew versus the experts they needed, and they treated their exit as a transaction rather than a process. And they lost everything. I mean, my parents lost their home, their RV. They all had to file bankruptcy, just just because they didn't have a well-executed plan. And I knew when I found and grabbed wealth that that is where the gap really is, where the missing piece that's out there for family business owners, you know, someone to go in there and to be able to free up their resources so that they can also go build out their dynasty and help 
not only their family, but be able to do things that, you know, that that wonderful friend did for our family. Yeah, that that sounds like a, a, a tremendous, um, it's had a tremendous impact on you and your life, and to have someone come in and just kind of raise the family up from uh, from disaster or near disaster. Um, and then the family business story is a great one as well. Do you think, do you think it's... Uh, uh, the the reason it didn't work out in the family business situation was that the advisors were so close to the family that they didn't ask the hard questions or or deliver you know hard news to people like hey you, this is not going to work as it is you're going to get killed in taxes or it's not going to support you or uh, you're you, you're don't, you don't have the right people leading the company was it was it issues like that that the hard truths that we all have to deliver um, or you know, was it another well, I think that was a part of it. I think the other part is, is, you know, they were just, they were maybe not honest in their skill of expertise. You know, there are some attorneys out oh. there, there are some tax advisors out there where they're generalists. So you give them a problem and they can solve the world with it. When in actuality, you know, we don't know everything as humans. That's why you have, you know, people that are specialized and work with more complex cases. And an exit is super complicated. Like if you are doing it the right way to not only mitigate your risk with the whole transaction and make sure it doesn't blow up on you, but most importantly make sure you can actually transfer the wealth in in a way that's going to maximize your exit, i.e. your donation to Uncle Sam is mitigated. And so mm-hmm. as a result of that, they were using their standard business broker, they were using their standard tax preparer, you know, people they've always used. And when you're doing right. something you've never done before, you probably shouldn't use what you've always used before. Yeah, and, it's like you know, bringing a basketball team to a hockey game. <laughs> right, yeah, it's just it's just not going to work. Um, right. And, you know, the most important lesson from all of that was, they really did not want to exit, but they did a couple things, and the market, most importantly, did a couple things to them that mm-hmm. that where they lost control uh, of being able to control their future. You know, this was right after 08. They went in, you know, they were able to manage pretty much peeling apart you know, in the construction business, you know, they had tremendous success. They got, you know, patents on products, and they were doing amazing. But what flipped the script on them, you know, in construction, you're playing a leverage game. That's how you make money. Just like real estate, you're, you know, there's, there's, you're using lending to, you know, create a profit margin. And what ended up happening is two of the vendors they were using, the banks just went in and cleaned house. You know, because back then, never did been done before, but these banks, these lenders were getting, you know, grade A, you know, the the people that were paying the bills, they were calling their notes. So if you owed a million dollars to the bank, even mm-hmm. though you're making mm-hmm. your payment on time every time, yeah. they were calling those notes. Right. And that that cleaned house on a number of real estate developers and when these two vendors you know, it happened to the two vendors. Now, the now um, all of a sudden, my you know my family had to figure out. Well, we owed these people a bunch of money, but we were using you know accounts payable, that type of stuff. And the bank no longer wanted to play ball with them. They promised they would. But there was a change in management, and now all of a sudden, 
their backs against the wall. So yes. the key thing in all this is to be able to always control and maintain control of your business and don't put in a situation where you're going to be cornered to make a decision that's not going to favor you. That's a very, very good point. And, yes, uh, there were a lot of consolidations, a lot of tightenings that happened, and a, a lot of people got, uh, e- even if it wasn't directly, like you said, to, to the business itself, but to their vendors, and that changed everything with how the vendors paid, and it, it just everything kind of trickled downhill. Uh, very messy situation. Your point is well taken to be to be independent as much as possible from situations and people that can uh, that can hold you captive or, or take your business down. For instance, we see a lot of times key, key employees that uh, aren't properly um, uh, documented with regards to their confidentiality or their non-disparagement remarks, and they leave, and they can they might have a very close relationship with vendors or an association and, and start spreading bad rumors. I've seen that happen. Of course, yeah. No, you just, you know, you got to spread the love, spread the, you know, so you can control more of your future. You know, and one of the things, part of that is, you know, how is looking deeply within your company so you can figure out ways where you can free up the resources. Because, you know, the fact is 80% of all family business owners out there uh, have eight, 90% of their wealth tied up in their business. I mean, that's exactly right. what happened to my parents and my two brothers. And so when you don't have the company, you no longer have any wealth. Well, there's things that you can implement, you know, that will allow you to drastically reduce the cost that you're giving to, let's say, an insurance company. And by doing that, you know, it's reducing your risk significantly. You get to keep all of that money and it helps you significantly on the taxes. So it's just being able to figure out, you know, where is my money going and what are some more creative ways to obtain this capital and keep it from any future creditors or any um, or, or Uncle Sam for that matter. Another another really good point. Yeah, keeping your financials in check so that, yeah, you know, and, and if you're on your way towards um, developing a sale uh, uh uh, structure, pay some taxes, create profits. Uh, it's okay. It'll come back to you many times over if you do it properly. Really good point. So on the way towards, what are some of the, the besides these couple things you talked about, being independent from from uh, situations and vendors and being um, uh, smart about your finances, what are some of the other things that you've come into situations and you say, you know, one of the first things we're going to have to do is this or that. What are some common situations that and solutions that you prescribe? Um, you know, really, the probably the most common is just getting the business owner to act like an owner rather than an employee. You know, that mm-hmm. it, it's just a common issue that I face, and uh, because the problem is, is you. You know, most business owners, we start it from nothing. I mean, that's what I did. And and so it's it's all you at the beginning, and it's just your vision. It's your baby. You are the employee. You are everything. But the problem is, is even though the business itself begins to learn to crawl and walk and then run, you're still 
crawling. You're still the employee. You're still the business owner. You're still doing everything because that's the state mm-hmm. you operated in when you first started the business. And, and so doing exercises such as putting a true hourly rate to that owner, get them to actually take the time to understand what their value is to the company on an hourly basis. Nobody needs to know that answer. You know, it is purely to do two things. For them to figure out, you know, what do I need to delegate and what should I create a process for to begin to shift things away from me and then also apply that same methodology to all the employees because, you know, within our firm, I ask the employees every day to be thinking of ways where you can replace yourself. Not that I want you out of a job. I just want you to be working on the cream of the crop so we can have a well-oiled machine. And as a result, we are. We advise advisors all across the country because no one else is doing it the way we're doing it. We've essentially created a machine. And because really as a business owner, you have only two jobs. Make money and do things that are going to make you money. That's it. Anything more needs to be delegated or process created for. That's it. Great points. Great points. Um, when you're uh, when you work working with a, a client, are they typically do you do you find that clients are uh, thinking about more about selling to an outsider or selling to insiders like key employees or family members? Uh, well, only twenty percent of business owners actually sell externally. Um, so the majority of it happens especially with family business owners where there's some type of transition, you know, right. and that's where, you know, there's a resource that we will give you. It's called Grub Wealth. If you type in G-R-U Bravo Bravo Wealth dot com forward slash exit, uh, you're going to see on there a time hacking resource. But within that PDF download, there's going to be a survey that you can take that will allow you to kind of figure out what, strategy is best for you Um, because the financial gap that most people have, that's pretty easy to be able to figure out what that is. But the part that a lot of people screw up and they get to the closing table and figure out a way to self-sabotage it, the deal is their inability to be emotionally ready for that type of exit. So you'll talk to a business broker, they're going to tell you to go and sell your company. Well, maybe you don't want someone else, you know, playing with your baby. Maybe you're just not around, not ready for that. Maybe you need to stay on for another three to three or five years. Um, but if it's somebody that you need to, maybe it's just really a partner that you're looking on to grow your company in a way that you know you can't. Um, so it, it's, that survey will allow you to gain some clarity on not only your ability, to, your your gaps financially, but also your emotional gaps. And I think that'd be a great resource for your audience. That sounds terrific. So it's at Grub Wealth, and Grub is G-R-U, bravo, bravo, like you said, grubwealth.com forward slash exit, right? Called the Berry Test, B-E-R-I. B-E-R, the Berry Test? Okay. Yep. So so uh, do you work with – what size of businesses and types of businesses do you tend to like to work with? Our sweet spot is really uh, businesses that have $5 million to $50 million in annual revenue. Of course, there's outliers that we work with, you know, $75 sure. million, $90 million. Um, but that's really the sweet spot. You know, you go over $100 million and there's already, how, you know, shops that 
set up specifically to just to house like a very select few of businesses that fit that criteria. And you go under five million or three million, um, you know, standardly that's going to be handled through a, a standard business broker. You know, where there's just going to be an exit, a sale afterwards. Um, but you know that's that is that is the people that typically needs somebody that is the quarterback for everything. So they handle the planning for the exit. So we're kind of like the insurance policy that you take out before you exit. Mm -hmm. Because if you go to an ESOP attorney, guess what you're going to get? You're going to get an ESOP. So, you know, we go in and create, you know, a way, a methodology for them so that then those sharks can be brought in at the proper time. Um, Right. So it's really important for your audience to have a quarterback to go in and be able to position themselves to the exit during and then post exit. Now there's this life change. What does it look like? You know, and it doesn't mean that you have to be 65, old and gray to, you know, sell sell your business. You know, we sold 70% of our firm last year just because we needed to focus more on family business owners. Well, maybe you're in a position where you need to focus on a particular niche, either because it's going to bring you more profits or, you know, there's a division that's just, out of line for your focus, and you'll be amazed on how much more profitable you'll be by just getting your business to be more in line with one area for yourself. It's a really good point, and of course, uh, a lot of people say, you know, you should start your your planning for your exit when you go into business, uh, although hardly anybody does. But what's a good timeline for people that are saying, yeah, you know, that this all makes sense. Um, I want to sell my business someday. When should I start my exit plan? How how far in advance of a of an exit or transition should I be planning? Well, the real answer is today, because as business yeah. owners, newsflash, we are not immortal. Um, even though a lot of us think that we're just never going to die. I, so God has a plan for you to exit, or you can plan your exit. There's two options. So the goal is is you make sure that your business is not worth the dirt that you're buried under when, when you do exit the wrong way. But done properly, what? you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really ideally minimum three to five years before you exit, uh, but you really you should start today because we don't know what tomorrow may bring. And it, it all starts with a, a discussion about finding out, well, what what does the client want to do? What are their desired outcomes? And then kind of finding out what their resources are against that. And then you as the as the planner can go to work to start to develop some potential strategies and timelines and things like that. Uh, Molly, what's the best way? F- uh, we've already given the website grub with two Bs, wealth.com forward slash exit for that um, for that uh, analysis, the Barry report, uh, is that the best way for people to find out about you, or is there a, a better way, or is there a phone yes. number they should yeah. call? Well, you know, it's really all of our information is right on grubwealth.com forward slash exit, or you can just go to grubwealth.com. I try to make it pretty simple so I'm not um, inundating your audience with too much information, but everything they need is right on there. Definitely connect with us on Instagram at grubdynasty. Um, and those are definitely ways that you can keep up with some of the 
content that we're putting out there. We have, uh, you know, you can go deeper within all the layers that we teach because we absolutely believe in education. So our upcoming book that should be coming out in February is going to—it's called Build Your Dynasty. And then, of course, if you follow us on social media, that will all be there. Um, and when you download that resource, you'll be able to get an update as to when the book will be posted as well. Well, Molly I, and, and listeners, I talk to a lot of advisors. I've talked to over well over a thousand advisors on this show. And Molly, I can tell you really have a passion for this. Again, the story that you you stated at the beginning of this was was heartwarming, and uh, and you can also tell that you have a real expertise in this particular area. So I really appreciate you coming on and sharing these great tips and ideas with our listeners. And, uh, you know, I, I hope that uh, we can talk again sometime in the near future and go deeper on some of these topics because I think we have a lot to talk about, and I really appreciate it. Well, I'm really excited for you and your audience and keep making great things happen for you, Bill. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 